Good evening, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. Well, let's jump right in. Um, I'm a little dirty, a little sweaty from being outside. Um, need a shower. That's what I'm about getting ready to go do. Um, got a lot on my mind. A lot on my mind, and we kind of need to have a little bit of a serious discussion here on Coffee with Dave today. And today is good question about what today is. Today is the 8th. Two weeks, folks. Two weeks. And in case you haven't watched my previous videos, it's two weeks since my mother passed away. I don't know what to say. I just know I need to make this video and I know I need to get it out there. If you guys want to listen, that's great. If you want to call it quits on this one, hey, I understand that too. This may not be everybody's cup of tea. But two weeks ago today, my dad woke up and found that my mother had passed away in her sleep. Now, she had been battling several ailments for a long time. Long time. She was under constant care. Uh, we had to do everything for her. Um, so the fact that she passed away, I guess, is not totally unexpected. And I'm going to go so far as to say she did things on her terms. She passed away in her sleep. There was no fanfare. There was no sitting beside a bedside to see it coming, to have to live each step to get up to it. She just passed away in her sleep. And I think deep down, that's the way mom would have wanted it. On her terms, her family, her children, her grandchildren, didn't have to sit by a bedside and basically watch her pass away. So I think the good man upstairs gave mom in the end exactly what she wanted. And as I sit here and deal with this situation, I try not to ask myself what I wanted. You know, and I'm going to tell you something. There were times that throughout this process when we kind of knew, you know, things were going downhill, I would talk to God. I would say, God, let, you know, let's get her to this day. Let's, let's get her to Mother's Day so she gets one more Mother's Day. Let's get her to her grandchild's birthday so she gets one more. You know, we were always looking for that last hurrah, but we were always trying to, to extend it, or at least I was. In my mind, because I, I did a lot of talking to the guy upstairs during this time. Because even though I was preparing myself for it, deep down, deep down, it was everything people said it was. People tell you when you try to prepare yourself for a loved one's death, whether they have a medical condition or whatever you see coming, you try to prepare. And that's what we tell people. I'm prepared. I can deal with it. Let me tell you, 
when it happens, when it happens, you can't deal with it. I saw the ambulance workers carry my mother out of her house for the last time. I witnessed that. I'll never forget it. The house that she loved that most of our memories were made in, that was handcrafted in many ways. The kitchen that she cooked many meals in and she loved cooking for us children. She loved making our favorite desserts and she loved seeing her children and her grandchildren smile. One last time, I watched them carry her out of her house. That was one of the most, I guess surreal is the right word, moments I've ever experienced. And watching people come to her service, her celebration of life, I saw people come together. I saw people I haven't seen in years. They came together. And they helped us for those few days. And there's some some are still helping us. I don't wanna, you know, I don't wanna paint that picture either. Some some are some are still helping us. And people keep telling me as time goes on, this gets a bit easier. Now, my family, I'm a strong person, very strong. I consider myself one of the backbones of the family because when somebody needs something, I try to be there for them. They haven't seen me break down and lose my crap, if you will. But trust me, I have right here. Right here. Because... Death is sudden, death is quick, death is final. There, there's, no, there, there, there's no turning back. There's no more, hey mom, how are you? There's no more picking up your cell phone and calling. There's no more texting, which I tried to do today. I tried to send her a photo. Then I realized you can't do that anymore. I've scrolled through her text messages and when I got to the date that she was last physically able to text me, that was a shocker. When I got to the date that my mother was last able to communicate with me via phone, texting it broke me. 
And as you scroll through those messages, which by instinct we're going to do, and I have done, you know, you think about the memories of things that were going on while you're sending, while you know, while you were sending those texts, and what your mom was thinking, and how proud she was of us children, and her grandchildren, and my father. And I have to understand that my mother was sick for years without going into great detail. She, she, she was sick and not herself for many years. Many years. And at times we would get upset. We would fuss because we didn't always understand why she was sick. We didn't understand why she couldn't do this, why she couldn't do that, why she wasn't getting better why she saw this doctor, why she didn't go see the other doctor, why we weren't taking this medicine, why we weren't taking that medicine. You get the idea. But now that I look back on that, let me tell you what comes to mind. Something that I don't want to see. That every day Every day of my mother's life, she gave us all she had. It might not always been right. Sometimes maybe it was wrong. But she gave us all she had. And the problem that I have with myself right here in the heart is at times I did not understand as well as I should have that that was all she had that was the best she could do and she was giving it to us my mother loved nothing more than her family and to sit here and to think that she will never See her grandchild get bigger or her grandchild will never get to show her things. Nana, I have a flower for you or Nana, I did this or Nana, I'm going here. My niece is going to a water park this week. And what have I thought about today? The fact that she can't share that experience with her Nana. The first day of school that my mom always talked about, even when she was laying in that bed, she would always say, I'm going to get out of this bed. I'm going to take my grandchild to school. I'm going to take her to the library. Even though we knew, most likely, she was not going to make it out of that bed. She would always tell me, son, when I get up, I'm going to cook you a pie. A pie. She had world famous chocolate pies, folks. In my mind, they were world famous. Might not be in your mind, but in my mind, they were world famous. What I wouldn't give for one more pie, one more hug, one more I love you, she lived 
to do things for us kids. That was mom. I'm not saying she was perfect. And she will tell you that she wasn't perfect. I'm almost certain that she has some regrets for the way some things happened and the way some things transpired. But I think us children had to take a look at the situation. And even though we couldn't see it at the time, and I certainly wish we could, I can look back and see it now. That my mother gave us everything she could. Everything. She would want us to move forward. She would want us to do better. She wouldn't want to be holding us back. Because I know at times when she was laying on that couch or laying in the bed, I know she felt like she was holding us back because we were having to take care of her. We were having to do things for her. That's my mom. That's the way she was. I'm certain she was feeling this way. Absolutely, sir. And I have really questioned the man upstairs. But my mother had a thing. She wanted quality of life. And for the most part, her quality of life was gone. Like I said, we, we, we had to do most everything for her. She could still speak and, you know, converse with us and her grandchildren. But being able to get out and do anything, she couldn't. Folks, Sixty-eight years. Sixty-eight years. Sixty-eight short years. Life goes by quick. And when your time comes, you never know how much time you're going to spend going down the hill. You don't know if your death will be quick. We don't know. It's like I saw in a video. Death is part of the cycle. If you live on a farm, you know that. The grass dies, the trees die, the flowers die, the livestock dies, the animals die. You know, the, the saying is, to live is to die. And I do understand that. But folks... I used to tease my mother, you know, the old teenage habits. She would touch me and I'd go, touching. And she said, yep, that's right, touching. Or she would say, um, you can kick the lid off the if bucket all day, make a decision. She loved 
Judge Judy. She loved UNC basketball. She loved reading. She loved anything that made us kids happy. She loved her soap operas back in the day. She loved outside. She loved gardening, planting bushes, planting shrubbery, growing flowers. She liked interior work, painting, creativity, cooking, as I've mentioned. If us kids wanted something and mom could do it, we had it most times. Even if it made dad mad. She would do it. And while I could sit here and ramble on another 10 minutes, I want to say something. Life is short. Very, very short. Her 68 years were nearly not enough. Or not nearly enough, excuse me. Love your loved ones. Squeeze them tight. Let them know you care. Let them know. Because you never know when their number comes up. It could just be like my mom. You wake up or you don't. To know what she was thinking or if she was even awake at all, if she had any signs or any signals of what was getting ready to happen or what was pending, you know, or if, you know, the, the saying is someone comes down from heaven and gets you. If she saw someone coming, maybe her mother or her sister, to know what she was thinking, to know what she was feeling would mean everything to me. This grieving cycle is the hardest thing I've ever done. I'm okay one minute. I'm not okay the next minute. I'm constantly trying to move forward. I'm struggling, folks. Right now, I'm okay. Earlier today, not so much. It just all depends on what passes through my mind what memory I come up to, what thought I come up to as to how I deal with it. Sorry if I look a little out of it. The light behind me is very bright. But my point is love your family. Treasure every day. Every single day. I didn't do that enough. And I think most people can say when their loved one passes away, you know, we didn't do certain things we should have done. I feel that way. I miss her. Miss her more than anything. I'd love to hear her voice one more time. Just one more time. But... I believe in the great heaven above.
She's in no pain. She's not taking pills. She's jumping around, reading books, looking after the flowers in heaven. Maybe she's a groundskeeper. She's enjoying her time with her mother, her father, and her sister. That's it. Love your, love your little ones. Love your family. You never know. They may not wake up the next morning. Show them love. Make sure they know how you feel about them when they go to bed. Take care, folks. <clears throat> Thank you for all your support. Thank you for sticking with me through this one. And I'll see you next time. This is Coffee with Dave. Over and out. Bye, folks.